You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, this is Partsukin, a very special edition. In fact, we're going to dispense with our usual intro, uh, where we talk about different ways of looking at the world and Kashem Shadeoseon Shavim and Partsukin Einam Shavim. Actually, because this is a, a special episode, a special episode for all of you that are stuck here in quarantine, like myself and Rabbi Skaist. Um, correct, right, Rabbi Skaist? It's going to be different. Yes, the, yes listen, um, it's a different world, and uh, we need different things for a different world. Of course, rooted in the same. It's uh, actually the way that Kalal has gone through history, where we adapt to new situations while remaining connected to our source. Well, everybody has been quoting, uh, and properly so, uh, the letter of Kivager uh, that he wrote in one of the power epidemics. And one of the things, of course, that I think people have underscored in that letter was the matzav aruach, the fact that people should have a simcha sachayim, the fact that people should not be depressed, that people should go out, and if, again, which might not be possible today in some situations, but what Kivager was stressing was the positivity, was the positivity of life, Despite the difficulty in the sense of the Rabboni Sholem's hand coming down on us and bringing down makos that are terrible, and we all we don't want to even discuss all the terrible things that are going on, but we have to remain positive in order to resist being brought down physically by this machla. Um, and I think one of the things that I saw from Rashol Hilo Klein a uh, post-secondary role was to play music at home, was to fill your house with music during this time. And I can't think of anybody better to talk about the significance of filling your house with music than my co-host here, Rabbi Skaist, right? Right. Well, I, you know, I don't know if you could see on, on the wall behind me, I have, uh, this is uh, two different, there's an electric guitar, there's a uh, baritone guitar. If you move further along, there's a bass guitar. I've got a regular guitar back on that side, as well as a whole assortment of different types of musical instruments, one of which actually I'd like to show you quickly. Uh, this is a, uh, a space age instrument, not just because it looks like a, um, a flying saucer, but it was invented by a, 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 uh, some people in Europe, and it produces the most calming tones. Yes. I'm not going to give you a concert right now, but I have to say that sitting with this instrument during this time has really been a, an amazing thing. They're not that easy to get and they're not that cheap, but um, uh, you can get a cheaper version actually that they make out of a... And what used... is it called? What is the instrument called again, Rabbi? A hang, a hang drum. A hang drum. Yes. And, and um, the, you can get a cheap, uh, a cheap version of it or a, a, uh, you know, a, a poor person's hang drum is called a tank drum. And for a few, a couple hundred dollars, you can get. They make them uh, sometimes out of used uh, tanks, you know, from picnics, uh, kerosene or whatever those tanks are. Uh, they, they cut them in half and they cut out the like. It's like a tongue drum, like you know, you've heard of an African tongue drum made out of wood. I'm uh, sitting here nodding, having no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but okay, okay. I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm happy to see the simcha that you have in terms of uh, discussing about it. But you're right. But not everybody. Uh, 
is, is, is an artist like yourself who can play instruments, who can actually fill the house with music during this, what otherwise could be a very depressing time. But as we know, <laughs> we live in the year 2020, 5780. There's other ATOs, of course, and that's what Rav Klein was talking about, which is recorded music. There's plenty right. of recorded music that, and, and, and depending on how strong your internet connection is or how strong your radio is, there's a, a tremendous amount of music that's out there. And we did a show in the summer called Ear Traffic Controlled, which had what we thought were songs that were uplifting and important to listen to before the three weeks. But I think now we can maybe talk about music that's especially important to listen to now. Um, and uh, in order to avoid perhaps people's sensibilities and Maybe not. Maybe even not because I, 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 uh, the sensibilities of people don't want to have lyrical music. I think maybe today is a time, and for the next couple of weeks or months, who knows, to push instrumental music, music without words. Yeah, we talked about this a little before, and I, I, I completely agree. I think that um, there's really not much to say uh, about the, the situation. Uh, an artist friend of mine wrote a song called coronavirus and it was uh i have to say one of his more feeble efforts um it, it it there's there's really i don't think that we have the perspective you know poetry and art and 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 music um i think require uh, a certain amount of perspective to be able to really capture things like this and this is something that um maybe one day there will be somebody who will write great a great song about this it's not the time. Right now, it's the time to go back to music that has stood the test of time. Uh, I'm not sure the music we're going to suggest and the music that we together curated in our uh, uh, Spotify playlist uh, is the, exactly the music that Rav Klein was talking about. But um, it is, uh, I, I, I believe that you and I uh, agree that this is, uh, these are selections, these selections represent some of the finest music uh, in history. That is, that's available to us. Yeah, I, I just want to add to that, that, you know, you're right, the, the Journal of the Plague Year 2020 has yet to be written. Um, that's a reference to Daniel Defoe's book, of course, about the plague of 1666 or 1668. But I think there's something very powerful in the fact that we don't have the words. And, uh, and we know the Sharanigan is greater from all the stories about the Baal and others, that there's a power to nigun, power that is much greater than words can articulate. It's almost like super words. It's words that when you hear that niggin, it means so much more to the people that are listening to it. Um, and it really is, although Rav Klein speaks about Yirei Hashem, I think here, the people that we're talking about, uh, and you'll hear about them, whether it's Horzak or uh, Rachmaninoff or Mozart or Copeland, these people acted as vehicles of God. I have no doubt about it, that the music that they produced, the music that's been recorded so beautifully and wonderfully, is really the, 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 the Ruach Memavala that Rabbanu Shalom put into the Tzalom Elikim. And um, it's a time, you're right, words, there's, the words are insufficient. Um, and even if they're words that are trying to push Messianism and pushing for Mashiach, I think what we need as the background to any of those words is this music. 
So why don't we talk a little bit about the playlist that we are going to upload uh, to together with this podcast. So yeah, so we're going to upload a link to it uh, on Spotify. Um, but I, I also want to mention just before we actually go through the music um, that one of the things about um, Nigun is not just the music, but also the, the movements that come along with it. And so for, in, in the Hasidic world, it's usually dancing. This is not a time for dancing. But I would suggest that when you listen to some of this music, if you feel inspired to move, even if it's slow movements, sometimes that can be very helpful. I'm now speaking from a therapeutic perspective. I might with putting on my other hat as a therapist. Um, mind body movements and and uh, that especially that go along with music that's calming and uh, and captures the imagination uh, can be very very helpful in reducing stress and reducing anxiety so I just want to put that plug uh, out there as well Um, so we started um, we went back and forth with suggestions and I'm sure we could have done it for a lot longer because uh, both of us have an appreciation for this music Uh, and my first recommendation was uh, Mozart's Eine Kleine Nacht music, uh, which was something that I discovered. I can actually remember the first time I discovered it. Uh, it was I was in Eretz Yisrael in Yeshiva for a six-month period in probably 1984 or so. And uh, one, uh, one of my roommates had a tape of uh, of uh, Mozart and I, I I said oh you like classical music and he said no I can't stand it <laughs> here <laughs> you can have it and I put it into my into my tape recorder and I was in love it was so amazing um, and it got me through a pretty complicated period of my life in 1985 in Eretz Yisrael alone in yeshiva it wasn't quite the right yeshiva for me and I was trying to find myself. And um, uh, it, it has always resonated with me ever since. Amazing piece of music. Yeah, I, I should just say that, okay, I am definitely uh, impressed. I've heard it, of course. This is a very famous piece, and everybody who will listen to it will, will have known it. Um, I, I've always been uh, impressed by Mozart because he makes everything seem so effortless. Uh, we know he was uh, a prodigy, and we know he wrote pieces when he was 13, 14, or maybe even younger. Yeah, um, and uh, and and it, it, you really do see the the, the spirit uh, of the Ravonishal really working through this incredible incredible human being. Um, the uh, somewhere in my archives, I have a tape, a cassette tape of music that he wrote. I think between the ages of ten and twelve, and <laughs> and and it's incredible. Every piece is incredible. The, the, uh, we're calling, by the way, we the name of our again. We all we came up with this very quickly, but the name of our. Um, this uh, piece is playlist. The, the playlist. Yeah, sorry, my words are, are fumbling here. Uh, crowning the new child, because um, we hope that the world that awaits us after this corona, after this crown corona, will actually be something very positive and something great, uh, something that this music can maybe be a herald of, a harbinger, of really something very. This, the beauty of this music should take us into the beauty of the world that waits for us after this uh, quarantine period. Um, the second piece that's in the playlist is uh, Rachmaninoff. Um, I mentioned to Rabbi Skase before we started recording, it's incredible the amount of Russians uh, who during a period of intense uh, persecution and terror in the beginning of the 20th century were able to produce such incredible music. Uh, and Rachmaninoff's uh, 
second uh, uh, concerto, uh, I might be saying, <laughs> it's piano concerto number two, is just one great piece that's been played many, many times and very often. Um, you'll, you'll find it very familiar, and I think it's the type of thing that uh, will play in your head, and it's the type of thing I think that you can uh, listen to it many times over. Why don't you go to yeah. the next one? Yeah, so the next uh, um, was my selection, which is uh, not as commonly known, but it's uh, uh, Bach's uh, Cello Suite Number 1 in G Major. Um, and uh, this served as the backdrop to many hours of studying that I did during graduate school. It's a very calming, quieting, uh, beautiful um, suite, and uh, I highly recommend it. Right. I think we've, uh, and again, we did this very quickly, but we picked one of the uh, greatest interpreters of any cello music. And that's, of course, the wonderful, wonderful personality and human being, Yo-Yo Ma. Yes. So uh, you, when he plays, you can actually feel the sweetness of his personality. In his Absolutely. Playing. And people are going to find it very familiar. Uh, afterwards, yeah. um, um, uh, the, uh, you know, Antonin Dvorak, has a wonderful, wonderful repertoire. And you can really almost pick anything of his. And we just, what came up was his um, Serenade for Strings, which again is very calming and, uh, and powerful at the same time. Uh, and speaking about power, I felt that we had to throw in uh, Camille Saint-Saëns' Organ Symphony. Those of you that have seen the movie Babe, of course, are familiar with it, but it's of course an incredibly uplifting, powerful uh, uh, piece of music the organ is such a, you know, it, it has a, a church history to it. And I, I understand that for some people, hearing the organ is like, um, you know, being brought into a ministry. But when you hear a Saint-Saëns, uh, if you listen to the complete one, of course, it, it, it's even more powerful. But the organ blasting and uplifting is really incredible. And uh, that is the Saint-Saëns uh, symphony. Uh, afterwards, once I got on a roll, Rabbi Skeist said, you know this music because everybody knows me in the yeshiva. I'm always uh, listening to classical music and sometimes oblivious to what else is going on. Um, once we got on a roll, I said, well, once we put Sansons in there, we should also have Stravinsky, another Russian who uh, lived through persecution. Actually, I think he made it back here to America. It became almost a, uh, a phenomenal um, uh, superstar here. He was a... Uh, uh, almost a, a great personality, Igor Stravinsky, um, his Firebird Suite, which uh, many people hated <laughs> when it came out, uh, um, but it's actually one of the great buildups of music. Um, I, if you listen to this music properly, I, 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 something's wrong with you if you don't have goosebumps by the end bursting out on your, on, on your arms. Well, I, I think I should mention, and I think it maybe it's important for people to know this, that, um, you know, once we, we took a turn here, uh, I, I think uh, intentionally, but we didn't talk about it, that, you know, when we moved to, we moved from, uh, you know, Camille Saint-Saëns to Stravinsky and then to Copeland, which you're going to talk about in a minute, we really turned and moved to much more towards the modern era. And um, it, it's hard for us to understand how ears that had never heard this kind of music had a difficult time adjusting to it. So for us, it's not that difficult because we've heard 
you know, we've heard the worst garbage that's that's played on on the radio and called music, right? Um, but 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 it's really interesting historically to understand how significant these pieces and these these artists were. Again, when you're not getting me thinking about it, the whole idea of classical music, as we we talk about, it isn't meant just to repeat what was done in the past, which is very similar to Torah Shabbal Peh. The whole idea of, of, of how learning works as well. When you have something like Stravinsky or the Rite of Spring or, or many of those uh, new type of pieces that were so naturalistic were so different than the romantic period of the 19th century, people were almost shocked by hearing that because this is a break in the Masora, right? The whole right. point is, you, the whole point is it's got to be a Hemshuk. So you, you got to get it right. In other words, the same way Rechaim Brisker is somehow the obvious next step after the Ksais and the Nesivas, right. Stravinsky and Rachmaninoff have to be seen in a way as the clearly the next step in the development of, of classical music. Um, and as opposed to, let's say, jazz or, or, or something else, which is obviously a whole different, a whole different kettle of fish. Sure. And, and one day, um, it, you know, if, if people like this, we could do a jazz set list. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've got a whole list of incredible jazz pieces that I would love to introduce uh, to that's our I, Well, that's a good question, whether jazz, again, it's obviously what gets you, what, what puts you in that state of mind. I think jazz is a little bit different than what we have here, but I, okay. I agree with you. Jazz, uh, jazz has a power and an inventiveness that it's hard to find anywhere else. Uh, the next piece that we, we put on the playlist uh, was from a real Jew. Um, however, he, he did renounce his Yiddishkeit in many ways, but he became the quintessential American composer. Um, sorry, Leonard Bernstein, who's also uh, uh, represented here, but, and George Gershwin. Um, but Aaron Copeland, uh, born in Brooklyn, uh, he ended up moving to the West Coast. Um, but of course, uh, his fanfare for the common man um, song for Martha, uh, the, the Rodeo, uh, the Billy the Kid, all these things are, are, are very famous as Americana music. But I thought it was probably important, especially now that we're in spring, and a difficult spring, for his Appalachian Spring, uh, which I, I think if you give yourself the patience to listen, you're going to be, you're going to feel the sense of spring that's outside and also the sense of hope of that world that we talked about before. Um, sure. Um, and then I, I threw in, even though it's really a little bit out of order, but uh, I threw in um, Haydn's uh, trumpet concerto uh, in E flat major concerto for trumpet and orchestra, because it is, um, it just, it, to me, it heralds the majesty of, of, uh, of, let's say, you know, with, whether we are uh, in the throes of messianic times or whether it's it's uh, coming soon in either case um to me uh, the, the Haydn's trumpet concerto is the is the herald of of thing great thing to come and uh, and then you finished up with right well speaking about the trumpet uh, the trumpet of 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 the messianic times i i finished off with something that has been one of my favorites since i was a kid uh, which, which is a version of the music in West Side Story. Leonard Bernstein redid the music of West Side Story in, a, uh, in, a, in, the, in an orchestral piece without any words called Symphonic Dances from West Side Story. 
And um, it starts, of course, with the first uh, notes of West Side Story, which were known by the creators of West Side Story, Harold Robbins and um, Jerome Robbins, I'm sorry. Harold Robbins is the author of trashy novels. Jerome Robbins. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jerome Robbins, also a Jew. Jerome Robbins and uh, Leonard Bernstein and Julie Stein and, um, and uh, Stephen Sondheim who actually put together all these Jews who put together West Side Story. And, um, and uh, the beginning notes, of course, uh, of West Side Story of symphonic dances were the chauffeur blast. That's what, was, that's what was, uh, Bernstein was thinking about. And it starts with the chauffeur. And it's actually, of course, the story of a relationship that's doomed, a relationship that probably won't work, even from the beginning. And of course, it does end in tragedy, but if you listen to it all the way through, you'll be taken on a range of emotions, which has made West Side Story such a powerful musical throughout the years, but especially, I think, for today, because despite the difficulties and, and pain and death around us, there are such beautiful notes of hope, beautiful notes that transport you. And I know I'm using these words over and over again, but I think I'm just imagining the music again in my head. And we hope to share this with you. We hope that... Uh, don't just necessarily take crowning the child playlist. Make up your own playlists and, and play or, it. Or in the comments uh, below, uh, let us know things that, you, you know, if there are pieces you think, I mean, we, we missed out on Tchaikovsky and uh, Vivaldi and uh, I mean, it goes, the list goes on and on. Who else we could have yeah, put on this Be- list if you yeah, have? Beethoven, of course, Beethoven. is not there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, so we, we, you have know, to, have, we have to tell Beethoven to roll over for the rest. <laughs> there you go. So if you have ideas for us, uh, let us know in the comments, and uh, and if we agree, we'll put them in. We'll add them to the to the playlist. But and pass the playlist on because there may be people in our community who really are not familiar with this music, and these are just great introductions uh, to this whole genre of music and uh, they stand certainly on their own but they can also serve as a portal or a gateway for people and i would say even if you have some reservation you we need the fixes that we can get and i think that opening up the the yeshiva world and i am assuming that's most of our audiences uh to the joy of classical music and the inspiration of classical music uh, would be a big benefit. <laughs> and, uh, right. and I think that's something that, that uh, we need more of. And uh, yes. to I don't the, think it's the Evid. I think it's the Chila. Yeah, but I'm just saying, and there, they should definitely be Macabre. I understand. I understand. All right. That's it for today. We hope that we're going to be able to uh, bring you some more parts of episodes. Remember the, uh, our podcast site is uh, yeshivaofnewwork.jewishpodcast.org. You're going to find there an incredible array of things to listen to, uh, different Torah and conversations, debate and argument, and uh, a lot of good humor, and also very serious and wonderful things. So that's it yeah. for today. Thank you, Rabbi Skase, for being with us, and thank you for thank myself you. for making thank it. Uh, appreciate all that you're doing with, the, with these podcasts. I think it's, it's great, and we're, we're looking forward to hearing more content and to adding more content. Okay. So, we'll take care, everyone. Thanks for joining well. us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.